With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. They have made their decision. Joe Shane, John Mara, Chris Mara, because he has to be involved in this, have decided, as well as the entire New York Giants organization, to hire Brian Dable as the head coach of the team. Exciting news. The first candidate the team interviewed, as well as the favorite throughout the search. Bills offensive coordinator, former Bills offensive coordinator, and now is going to help with, again, new GM Joe Shane to, I guess, revamp. I don't want to say rebuild, but get this Giants team to where it needs to be, and hopefully we win some football games. I'm Josh, and I'm joined by my co-host, Alex. How are you doing after this hire, Alex? You know, you made a video on YouTube talking about your instant reactions. How are you right now? A few hours. How are you a few hours after digesting from that? I'm doing well. Um, you know, I, I'm excited to see how this all goes down. I'm not going to get too confident yet. Um, we'll see how everything goes. But I think on paper, this looks like a good hire. He's the best candidate, I think. Uh, I wouldn't say he's the best pure candidate, but he's the best candidate for the Giants at this current moment in time. You could argue that Flores was a better candidate. Uh, but, you know, there's other issues there and just the not really fitting with what the Giants need, uh, which is an offensive guy. And we got that in Brian Dable. It's exciting to see what he's going to be able to do, whether it be with Daniel Jones, whether it be with the new quarterback, a new quarterback, whether it be with, you know, whoever uh, receivers, tight ends, running backs. What can he do with Saquon Barkley? All these things that are going to be really exciting. And uh, it, it's it's uh, it, it's all heating up now. And uh, we're, we're almost at the final end of the puzzle here uh, in terms of hiring. And then we'll have to get into the mega. Uh, this this is kind of like the 100-piece puzzle that you get like a five-year-old. And then fixing this team is like the 1,000-piece puzzle uh, that takes you about five hours. And that's what uh, we're going to embark on very soon. It, it's uh, it's going to be interesting where we go with our coordinator positions. We're going to talk about that in a bit. But very happy with the hire and uh, I'm relieved that we didn't hire Flores because I think there was some things there that just worried me as I mentioned in the Flores video that we made also on the YouTube channel if you're interested go check it out but uh, yes I'm I'm very happy so the the deal with that Alex yes uh, as Dable has been hired the reports the rumors have already um, came up regarding the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator positions for the New York Giants as we know and expected, the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator could very well be different guys. Patrick Graham interviewing for the New York Giants head coaching position did 
didn't get the job and interviewed for the head coaching position with one other team being the Minnesota Vikings. So yeah, I got the confirmation on that from Alex. Had and, and, and DC for Steelers as well. Yeah, the defensive coordinator position, same position as he has now in the Giants for the Steelers. So probably for him, we're assuming it would be the head number one, what he would want would be the Vikings head coaching job, then the Steelers defensive coordinator job, honestly, and then the Giants um, defensive coordinator job. The thing is, though, it doesn't even look like Brian Dable might want him. He might want going to go, you know, he might want to rebuild this whole team based on what he likes and what he and Shane like together. But it looks like Shane does like defensive coordinator Patrick Graham. Otherwise, he wouldn't have brought him in for a head coaching interview in general. So we'll have to figure it out. Dable replaces Joe Judge, who went 10-23 and 23 and was fired after two seasons. He was the third consecutive Giants coach to be fired after two seasons or less, following Ben McAdoo's 13-15 and 15 record and Pat Shermer's 9-23 and 23 record. As the once proud franchise has stumbled through one of the worst 10 year stretches in its history. That was from ESPN. I mean, and Jordan Ron, who wrote that article, is right. This Giants team, the last decade, we're in 2022 now, so I can say it. Since the 2012 season, it has been all negatives. There's been positives here and there with draft picks, with wins, with a playoff appearance, or maybe two. I think it was just one. And that one playoff appearance ended in absolute, um, <laughs> I guess to say the least, absolute. Horror. <laughs> yeah. So there's something as Giants fans to be happy about. We have hired a head coach that is offensive-minded. Listen, there's positives about hiring a special teams coordinator, a guy who is, who number whose number one job is to handle special teams. Sure. There's there's people who have come from that. Bill Belichick came for that. I believe he was a special teams coach at at, at one point in his tenure with the Patriots, maybe, or with another well, team. Well, Jim Harbaugh, that's a good example. Or uh, uh, John Harbaugh, that's yeah. a good example. Yes, but I think Bill Belichick too, Alex. You're you're giving me all different types of faces. That's yeah, fine. But that like he wasn't known for that though. Where it Harbaugh doesn't matter. Was. He well He's one of the best, if not the best, coach of all time. Okay. And he had special teams in his background. I just don't think that's as great of an example as Harbaugh, but that's all I was saying. You're only saying that because you brought up Harbaugh. I mean. No, it's just a given fact. When people think about special teams coordinators, they think of John Harbaugh. So the two reactions I could see from New York Giants fans, I, I completely understand if you are optimistic you're super happy we got an offensive minded head coach in there I'm happy about that as well I know some Giants fans might be worried or they don't want to make their mind up too quickly because we've done that before and look what has happened most recently with Joe Judge and his every him hooking every single Giants fans in his press conference don't let that happen to you be optimistic about the guy that we're getting not from the words that he delivers that's that's something I think everyone should take in. Dable, you might be worried. Oh, he's a coordinator. He hasn't had a head coaching experience. Well, Brian Flores, his most recent job he got fired from. Maybe it wasn't needed, right? Maybe it wasn't warranted, but he did get fired. So take that into consideration. I think Dable is a good 
guy to hire. He's a good way to get things going. He's connected to the GM and Joe Shane. And I think it's good. It's good to have a connection between the GM and the head coach. That helps teams. Anyway, Alex, I think you want you should read out the quote uh, from Dable, his first, I guess, yeah. uh, words as a Giants head coach. My immediate goal is to assemble a coaching staff, a strong staff that emphasizes teaching and collaboration and making sure our players are put in the position to the, to be their best and ultimately to win games. That's why all of us do this, to teach, to be successful, to develop talent, and to win. I have pretty I have a pretty good idea where our fan base's feelings are right now, and I get it. I promise we'll work our tails off to put a team on the field that you'll be proud to support and give us the results we all want. A little bit of Joe Judge there, but, uh, you know, every coach says stuff like that. So a uh, statement there, and then we also have a statement from Shane. I'll read in a couple seconds. Just uh, your reaction to the Dable comments. My reaction to the Dable comments is that's what a coach should say. You want to get your, your fans hyped up, especially in New York. It's a tough environment. So fans could be backtracking you and uh, going and seeing what you talked about a year and you know a year later. Fans could pull up this picture and say, "We did well, that with Joe Judge, didn't we?" <laughs> right, we did that with Joe Judge with his press conference. So making a statement with the New York football team as the Giants is a hard thing to do, but he did it, and uh, you expect those words. And in a little bit after we read the Shane, I'd like to go into players specifically that who who can benefit and maybe some players that we say goodbye to this offseason. Um, but I want you to read the Shane thing first. So Joe Shane, he fosters, uh, referring to Brian Dable, he fosters relationships with the players and coaches around him. He's a progr- He is progressive in his vision and values collaboration, two of the attributes I think uh, we think are essential. I'm thrilled to partner with Brian and welcome he and his family to this side of the state. New Jersey, I guess. So really a different state, but you know, whatever. Won't worry about the that. Side of the state. Well, yeah, that the name. The name of the uh the name of the team. Yeah. So I guess. That does that does work. But still he's not out. moving to New York, most likely. All right. All right, whatever. John Moore also had some quotes too, but we don't need to share those. I mean, come on. The guy shouldn't be involved in any yeah, we, of this stuff anyway. We're just gonna totally exclude him from everything and maybe he'll disappear. Yeah. <laughs> Only give the GM credit for his words, not the <laughs> owner himself. And then uh, when things Brian go Dable, bad, we'll blame Mara. Don't worry. All right. That works out. Uh, going to his experience a little bit uh, for Mr. Brian Dable. Again, like Alex was mentioning, we do have more in-depth uh, stuff also in our in our coaching search video um, about Dable on our YouTube channel. But just kind of running through with the Giants mentioned in their like little experience uh, social media posts, they said, he was the previous positions, was with the Bills off as their offensive coordinator. He was 21 years in the NFL. Four with the Bills has overseen the development of QB Josh Allen, who finished second in the MVP voting in 2020. Voted the AP's NFL Assistant Coach of the Year in 2020. Joined the Bills in 2018 after helping lead Alabama to a national championship in 2017. Spent more than a decade with the Patriots and has been an offensive coordinator uh, for the Browns, Dolphins, and Chiefs. And a West Seneca, West Seneca native Dable played collegiately at the University of Rochester. So, Alex, I think that what it said here is that he watched the development of Josh Allen. I think that he contributed to the development of Josh Allen with his play call. Well, I mean, that's what overseeing kind of indicates. Yeah. Yeah. So, going into the 2020 season, which was, I would say, Josh Allen's breakout year in the NFL, his breakout year was when 
this kid was just a, a quarterback out of Wyoming who's tall, who's a big guy, he's a big frame, and has a great deep throw. We knew the attributes. We didn't see the quarterback that he, w- that he is. Well, we saw it in 2020. Josh Allen was immaculate, throwing dime after dime in 2020 and 21, both years. And Dayball, I think, had something to do with that. Now, okay, doesn't have Josh Allen anymore, so he's going to look to the Giants and he's going to see, well, who is it? And from what it seems to be in the press conferences and what I've been reading on Twitter from uh, sources with the check mark, so pretty much verified, right? You got you got to use. The, there's a lot of people with check marks out there, but I don't remember who specifically said it. It looks like he's going to be working with Daniel Jones. So now transitioning to Daniel Jones, he's got to think, okay, what does this guy do well? And I'm not comparing Josh Allen and Daniel Jones. No, by any means, I'm not doing that. But both guys, I'm comparing similarities. How about that? I'm not comparing how good they've done in the NFL because Josh Allen's a way better quarterback than Daniel Jones. We don't need to talk about that. But they both can run and they both have a deep arm. We know that. Daniel Jones hasn't put in the right place to throw to, to uh, throw it deep. And I think with Dable coming in, and if he brings in the right offensive coordinator, and we'll get into that a little bit with Ken Dorsey, that is going to lead to the success of Daniel Jones. We're giving him another try. Mara, in the introductory press conference for Joe Shane, agreed and admitted we gave Jones the wrong time. We or the wrong the not, we didn't give Jones the wrong. We didn't, we haven't given him the fair opportunity to shine. And I think with Dable, he will help give him the right opportunity. And you know what, Alex? They brought in Stefan Diggs. We also have a really good receiver. His name's Kenny Galladay. You want to know what? Kenny Galladay, he does good in one-on-one coverage deep on deep throws, right? In situations where he's one-on-one running a straight deep route, a um, a fade, right? Maybe you want to say. Well, he wasn't targeted last season because our head coach decided we're going to pound the ball and try to lose games. Uh, at least that's what, it, that's what it looked like watching. So maybe Dable... Maybe, just maybe, could be like, let's try and get Jones involved with deep throws. Let's try and get Gallaudet involved with catching the football. Let's target him a little bit more. And with that, and with that, I want to let you respond. And then going from there, I, I, I want to talk about a player who we, we said could very well not be a part of this team next year. But I think now with Dable being the higher, has even more of a chance of not being with the team whether you think so or not. I think you know where I'm heading, but react to what Don't I'm Don't really, actually, but we'll get to that. Oh, okay. So that we will get to that. When I saw this hire, I was thinking, what are there's three players for me that are going to benefit greatly from the hire of Brian Dable. I think one, without a doubt, is Daniel Jones, right? Daniel Jones will benefit. And I think the one that no one's talking about that I am the probably the most ex- excited for even more than Daniel Jones, Kadarius Tony, man. Let's see what we can do with that guy. Can we put him in a Debo Samuel type role? They're different players, right? Debo Samuel has the build of a running back. He, you know, Kadarius Tony does not, but there's ways to use Kadarius Tony almost in a Cordell Patterson type role, something like that, where we can use him so creatively, even in the Wildcat, that I think Brian Dable is going to use him properly. We're not going to see him doing as long yeah. as he does not stay 
injured. As long as that guy does not get injured, hey. we have we're on the right side of things. Uh, you know, I I saw lots of people concerned with his injuries. That's certainly a concern, right? But rookies do tend to get injured quite a bit. Rookie receivers, and what I I was looking right, a lot of people want to see Debo uh, Debo Samuel type breakout for Kadarius Tony, right? Debo Samuel missed almost 10 games in his first season in the NFL. But last this season, he only missed one. So injuries, you know, you know, for Saquon, it didn't work out that way. But sometimes they can fade a bit. And it's, with Kadarius Tony, it wasn't like there were major injuries. They were just kind of little nicks here and there that just kept him out on the week to week. That was kind of the thing for Kadarius Tony. So hopefully during the offseason, he recharges. Everything gets better here. Uh, but I'm super excited to see what he can do with him. And that might be a player that uh, Dave Gettleman actually might hit on. Uh, we'll see how that all works out. And Kenny Galladay, like you mentioned, with the deep balls, how Dable's going to use him. He doesn't really fit a Brian Dable type offense that we've seen with the Bills, but um, maybe he adjusts for Kenny Galladay. I think he will uh, because it's not like he's going anywhere in the near future. So you have to either not throw to him or try to fit him in somehow. And that, and we're stuck with him, right? So we might as well just try to use him to the best of his abilities, as well as we are using the, as well as we're building the offense around Daniel Jones. We need to build it around the weapons that we have. We need to build around Saquon Barkley, Kadarius, Tony, and Kenny Galladay, because those are our main men. So kind of when you were speaking there, before I go to the player that, because I want to keep it in my head, so I'm repeating it. Before I go to the player that, uh, that I think, could very well uh, have a chance of being gone with Brian Dable now as the head coach of the team. When when you were talking, I was kind of thinking about this. You said, um, excuse me, Kenny Galladay isn't doesn't really fit in a Brian Dable offense, and I was like, well, who does? And then I thought of two guys, and I was like, ooh, Dawson Knox. Okay, maybe Evan Ingram might get involved as like a a player uh, that could have a a significant impact. We've seen, you know, glimpses of how good Evan Ingram can be. If we decide to re-sign him, right? That's what I was going to say. This year is the year. He's up for the, uh, for free agency, I think, right? He would be a a Yeah, he's a free agent this offseason. So if we re-sign him. But we do have Kyle Rudolph even behind him, and Kyle Rudolph's not that bad. Didn't use him. He's also probably going to be gone, though. (laughs) Traded? No, cut. He has a two- Oh, okay. Something to think about. <laughs> well, anyway, and then the second guy, I was like, well, who, who set an NFL record this week for touchdowns? Gabriel Davis, a guy that's not a number one, maybe even a, not a number two with Emmanuel Sanders, who was in Buffalo uh, this season. Something to think Cole about. Cole Beasley, yeah. Cole Beasley as well. So then I was like, oh, okay. Darius Slayton. Darius Slayton has, again... His rookie season had the connection with Daniel Jones. Then, well, we know the rest. Dropping passes left and right. You know, I feel like not not getting as much credit as he should be for when he does make catches and makes plays. Maybe could he be the underground guy that Dable goes to in situations where they're double covering or they, you know, are doing man coverage. And he's like, Slayton, you're guard, getting guarded by a number three cornerback. See if you can break him. And, you know, he does. Someone like um, uh, Gabriel Davis did this past weekend. Just something to think about. Alex, you have anything on that just before I go to... Yeah, I think Darius Slayton's been disrespected. He had a couple bad drops this season. I completely understand that. But I think people are forgetting, uh, you know, a lot of people have recency bias, right? 
I think people are forgetting what he did in his rookie season, in his sophomore season for Daniel Jones. He was our lead receiver, uh, not this past year, but the year before. He was making big play after big play. You know, I think he, as that deep threat type of guy, Darius Slayton is certainly not someone, you know, I've seen people trying to get rid of him, cut him. Why would we cut him? He's an above average NFL receiver. And they're, you know, on a rookie contract that the, as that's as cheap as his, there, there's no reason to cut him. And I was going to say, yeah, I mean, still being on his rookie contract, what are we benefiting by cutting a guy who's not making as much as he can when he Yeah, nothing. What do we want? Josh Gordon on our team? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> Right. If he re-signed a new contract and we're paying him however much we're paying him, yeah, okay, but he's still on his rookie deal. Just keep him at least to the end of that. Then you can make a decision off of that. You know, no reason of cutting him right now. Okay, but someone, not that you might think of cutting, but getting rid of now the moment you've been waiting for. Whatever you can want. Can I guess who it is? There's, yeah, go ahead. Saquon Barkley? Yeah. So no way. Saquon Barkley. Sure. Uh, <laughs> shut it down right now. That's fine. But with Brian Dable coming in, remember who we had as a head coach. We had Joe Judge, the running first option. The guy who signed, I believe, the first guy he signed in free agency in the 2021 offseason. Who was it, Alex? Devontae Booker. Oh, right. And what position well, was Well, it was Devontae actually Booker Levine Toilolo, but then Devontae Booker. Oh. <laughs> Both run game people, uh, I, though. Okay. Thank you. Back to my, what I originally asked. <laughs> What position was Devontae Booker? Devontae Booker was a running back who we definitely overpaid for to help us in the run game, which is what Joe Judge specialized in doing a ton of the time. Well, now we have a pass-first guy, and we have this running back here who's dealt with injuries, who hasn't been the same since his rookie and second years in the NFL, and who might not benefit as much. I mean, Alex... Let's look at who Buffalo has as their running backs. Devin Singletary, Zach Moss. Yeah, they're a good one-two punch, but are they one of the top running backs in the NFL? No way. Why? Because Dable throws the ball a lot. Dable's offensive system is pass first. A lot of guys are getting more reception yards than reception yards than they're getting rushing yards. So yeah, when they're running the ball, maybe Singletary or Moss will have a good game here and there. Maybe they get throws out of the backfield, and that'll stack up, you know, their their yards and touchdowns and games. But Saquon Barkley is not going to benefit, and if he will stay with the New York Giants, because as you said, as shut it down immediately after you mentioned it. No way. Okay, no way. Fine. But when we're paying him all this money, and now he'll probably get less touches than he did with Joe Judge. And by the way, those touches didn't lead to anything that good. Yards are touchdown wise. So with him getting less touches than he normally does, he's not going to benefit from this. He's going to decline in rushes per game, most likely in yards per game. Maybe stay the same in touchdowns, depending on how Dable uses him in the passing game. But I would say he uses Graham or uh, Graham um, Booker more than he does Barkley. So it's just something to think about. But I think Saquon Barkley, when after the Giants hiring Brian Dable as their uh, head coach, I think his, you know, trading, uh, the, the percentage of him being traded went up after signing this guy. I'm ready to go to, to Ken Dorsey when you are, but I'm sure you want to react to this first, so I'll give you the opportunity <laughs> to do so. You knew I was waiting over here ready to say something. You know I have things to say. First of all, I want to touch on Devontae Booker. I don't think we actually overpaid for Devontae Booker because you saw his production this year. It, it was solid for what he what we brought him in for. 
uh, partially due to the fact that Saquon Barkley underperformed. If he didn't, then it would look kind of stupid. I would agree with you. So I agree and disagree with that point. With Saquon Barkley, I'd say his chance, let's say, let's say his chance was at 50% right before Joe Shane came in here. Joe Shane comes in, he talks about Saquon Barkley as this rare talent. The chance goes down to about 10%, I think, in my mind, after Joe Shane's hired. I don't think that goes up or down for me with Brian Dable because Brian Dable also was pass heavy because they didn't have any, they didn't have the best run blocking offensive line, nor did they have a great, any great running backs. Devin Singletary and Zach Moss are solid backs, but they're nothing special. And also you have a QB like Josh Allen, who is able to run the ball himself. He's great. He's a generational talent, right? So that's different. This is Daniel Jones. You're going to need to supplement him with a run game. You don't need to do that with Josh Allen. And that that's kind of what I see it. And I think Brian Dable is going to see Saquon Barkley as more than a running back. He can use him in the receiving game, use him in, you know, Wildcats, whatever he wants to do. I, I think personally, you know, Brian Dable's not going to go out there and say, yeah, let's trade him for draft capital that could possibly go to the defense or something like that, right? You know, I, I get he has to look at things holistically now that he's the head coach, but I think, I, I just don't think he's going to, we're going to, it goes up. I wouldn't say it goes down either though with Brian Dable. I don't think it's like Brian Dable's here, Saquon Barkley's safe 100%, but I think it's, it's it, it, him coming in doesn't affect it uh, any bit more than when Shane came in. I think Shane coming in was the big effect in Saquon Barkley's chance of staying increasing. But yeah, we can go to uh, Ken Dorsey now. Unless, of course, you want to respond, and then we can have a whole lot of fun. No. So all I was going to say was... (laughs) All all I was going to say was... Listen, I have my opinion. You have your opinion. And other people can have your opinion. Exactly. So that's just how it is. But Ken Dorsey, yeah. who, Who is that guy, right? Ken Dorsey actually was a player before becoming... Uh, I think it was a, he was a scout. Yeah, he was a scout, and then he became uh, a coach. I know he definitely had success as a quarterback with the University of Miami. He was drafted by the 49ers late in the seventh-round pick. He was a seventh-round pick. Um, and then he retired in 2010. In the NFL, he wasn't that good. Looks like he was the backup. His TD-to-interception ratio was 8-18. to <laughs> Uh, but in in college he was good. He was a first team All American. He won two time NCAA quarterback of the year in two thousand one and two thousand two. Um, so there's that. He he was good as a quarterback in college, which there there is that because that's a big deal with why we're you know the Giants might bring him in. So let's go into his history first, and then we can talk about how he relates to the Giants. So as a player, again, he was with the 49ers from 2003 to 2005, the Browns from 2006 to 2010, and then he, I believe he went to the, um, what team is this? The Toronto Argonauts are in the, I assume the AFL, I mean, the Canadian Football League, the CFL, that makes sense, okay, I the Toronto even... Argonauts in 2010 in the CFL. Did you not know there was a I Canadian thought that was like league? a spike ball team before you said it was. <laughs> <laughs> the professional spike ball team, Toronto Argonauts, welcome new uh, lead spiker. <laughs> lead spiker. That's what it sounds like, though. It doesn't sound like a real, like a, 
like a football team or whatever. CFL. We'll, we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Ken Dorsey then became a administrator as a pro scout uh, with the Panthers in the 2011-2012 season. Then uh, went to the Panthers as the quarterbacks coach in 2013 to 2017. Who was the main quarterback during that time? It was Cam Newton. So worked with him a lot of the time. Led to his progression. Remember Cam in his prime? That was a really good quarterback. Then he proceeds to go to the Florida Internet, Florida International University for a higher role, as most coaches do, uh, as the assistant athletic director there. And then came back, got a job with the Bills in 2019 to be their quarterbacks coach, as well as an assistant coach with the team. Well, <laughs> who was the quarterback then? Again, Josh Allen, just like Brian Dable when he got there. Josh Allen in 2020 had his breakout season and has just gone up since then. And Brian Dable, as well as Ken Dorsey, has led to that. Like, I don't, I don't need to remind you. Josh Allen came into this league as a quarterback with potential. That potential turned in to success. And that's what he's been ever a superstar. since he's coming into the, Right. He's a superstar in the NFL. Now, will they do that with Daniel Jones? We don't know. <laughs> right? Daniel Jones also was never as talented as Josh Allen coming out of college. Here, I'll just... Uh, th- this is a super easy stat, Alex. I have the passing yards from, jo- from Josh Allen. In 2018, he had 2,074. 2019, he had 3,089. Okay, we had a little bit of progression, about 1,000 yards more. He then went in 2020... He went, he went on to have 4,544 yards, 1,500 more yards almost since the 2019 season and had just under a hundred that this year with 4,407 yards. Let's go to touchdowns. 2018, he had 10. 2019, he had 20. He had 37 in 2020. 37. 37 touchdowns. 36 this past year. And... Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's all I need to do. We don't need to go through anything else. You know how good Josh Allen is. People listening should know how how good Josh Allen is. So Alex, uh, read why, uh, let let us know why he relates to the Giants. Yeah, you're probably wondering what the hell are they talking about? This random QB coach. Maybe he used to work with Dable. So what? As I reported, this is from Jordan Schultz. As I reported, he does have verification on Twitter. Um, as I reported earlier in the week, Dable wanted to be in a package deal with Ken Dorsey, who we've just talked about for the last five minutes. He's getting his wish. Source says Dorsey is currently in negotiations with the Giants to become their new OC. Bill's Mafia heads to the Meadowlands. And then a follow-up tweet from Schultz. As expected, the Bills are making a concerted effort to retain Ken Dorsey. Here's the issue for Buffalo. I'm told his negotiations with the Giants revolve around a quote-unquote, big payday, and the strong push of Brian Dable, who believes Dorsey's, who believes Dorsey's the guy to elevate Daniel Jones. So John Mara, he's getting out his checkbook. No more medium Pepsis anymore. This is large, extra large Pepsi mentality now. I had to bring up, I'm like, I'm just gonna have to mention every single episode at this point now. It's pretty sad, but that is what we have here in, uh, in relation to Ken Dorsey. One more interesting point. There is still the Rooney rule uh, for 
coordinator positions, which means you do need to have one uh, minority candidate before you can hire uh, one of these offense or offensive defensive coordinators. Uh, I don't believe that's an issue for like assistance, but for the OC and DC, it is. What What did you just say? Did you say one or two? What do you mean? Oh, what you need one minority candidate uh, for the OC or DC. It's one can. It's two for head coach. No, no, no. It's it's one. I I checked it now. What do you? What do you? I just uh, Jordan Soltz tweeted out an hour ago. Hashtag Giants per league rules. This is a retweet follow up from the other tweet uh, about the as expected bills are making and whatever Giants payday. He said hashtag Giants per league rules must also interview at least two minorities for their offensive coordinator. Will be interesting to see who they bring in. Can't imagine they want to wait very long. Uh, and Schultz, I believe, works with the Game Day NFL. And then he also has a podcast with Alan Robinson, so a, a pretty reliable source. Um, and he's also been on ESPN a few times. Interesting. Sorry. Like, uh, there's a variety of sources saying different things. It seems like it's kind of conflicting um, what is what, because I see a number of other people saying that one. it's only one if it's outside the organization. So is it is it someone who is higher qualified than Jordan Schultz? Probably not. Uh, I saw it on one of the Giants beats too. I, I forget who okay. it was now. But anyway, well, it's one. It's one yeah. or two. It doesn't really matter. We're gonna have to bring in a at least one Rooney uh, rule uh, minority candidate here. And uh, Dorsey is not a minority candidate, so it's gonna be interesting. Right? How does this work? Like, I, here's here's my thinking about this. You bring in. I would be happy with yeah uh, Ken Dorsey as as my offensive coordinator. That's my thoughts on it. Yeah, but imagine you're coming in. Yeah, because now they're gonna have to interview someone. It's just what like it's a joke of an interview. Like you already hired this guy. It's just like for formalities now. Like how much like that must make you feel like it, these could be qualified people they're bringing in. Like how offensive is that? Uh, that you still have to interview someone despite them, you know, already kind of aside agreeing like, hey, the, you know, you're our guy. We're just gonna interview this guy uh, because we need to fulfill this rule. Like I, I almost find that even more disrespectful uh to be honest you know it just doesn't it just doesn't seem right it's really disrespectful to people who've worked hard all their lives to get to maybe a position like this to become an oc of a team uh i i find that rule so the nfl has to look into this um because i I get the rooney rule it's a it's a great idea in terms of trying to uh promote diversity in the coaching staffs but you you know you need to fine-tune it so it's not uh, disrespecting uh certain minority candidates like this yeah, yeah, I agree with you, Alex. And I mean, there were examples of this here. Uh, the Giants did, in fact, interview Leslie Frazier um, and Patrick Graham for their head coaching position. So yeah, we don't know if Dable already had the job or not. But in this case, we kind of know Dorsey's like it already. And now we are interviewing like it's a bit different. But yeah, I understand what you're saying for sure. Yeah, well, I'm just saying we need a we needed to at least interview one. Yeah, I get that. To To be fair, they were qualified candidates for the job. Oh, 100%. 100%. I mean, again, you don't want someone who recently just uh, allowed Patrick Mahomes to go the length of a good 60 yards in 13 seconds. But before that, the the Bills defense is very good this season. And and same thing with with Patrick Graham. Uh, So, okay. Um, So, yeah, my, my thoughts on it, Ken Dorsey. This is another guy, just like Brian Dable, who can improve Daniel Jones. And that's what it looks like that they're doing, by the way, the Giants. If, if you're telling me that we bring in an offensive-minded coach who helped develop Josh Allen 
and a quarterbacks coach as our offensive coordinator. And you're thinking, yeah, they're going to get rid of Daniel Jones. He's done. No. What John Mara probably told Joe Shane and said, hey, we give we gave this guy an unfair opportunity with multiple coaches, multiple playbooks, multiple offensive coordinators. We want to give him a fair shot. Shane said, okay, let me take that information. Let me get you this guy out in Buffalo, the offensive coordinator. He helped Josh Allen get better. Let me also take his QB coach and uh, we'll plug him in as the offensive coordinator. That's probably what happened. So the Giants look like they're riding Daniel Jones, not to the end, for at least this season is yeah. my opinion. And they're going from there. Go ahead, Alex, and let's go. To and the it, it definitely works. Even if Daniel Jones doesn't work out this year, you have these excellent QB developers to work on your next QB. So it all works out uh, in general. But I agree with you. Dorsey's a great candidate. Hopefully he comes in uh, and becomes our OC. So Patrick Graham, I, I, I forget where I heard this, in his interview uh, for the coaching position was asked if he would still stay the defensive coordinator if he didn't get a head coaching job for the Giants. And he said, yes, he would still be into it. Now we'll have to see if the Vikings consider him really for their head coaching position. But Pat Leonard. Sorry, I'm very sorry. But anyway, I just wanted to share an interesting tidbit about the Vikings job. Uh, The new GM that they hired uh, went to Yale uh, and I believe has some sort of connection with Patrick Graham, who also went to Yale. Uh, So there's a connection there. So that's definitely an interesting thing. Uh, you know, you know, kind of like how Dable had a connection with Shane. If you have a connection, it's easier to get the job. Connection from 20 plus years ago. Yes. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> um, wonderful. Pat Leonard uh, talks about the defensive coordinator position. If it's not Pat Graham and it's someone that uh, Brian Dable wants to bring in, he says, one source uh, told me the other day that Dable intended to hire recently fired Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator Don Wink Martindale. As his Giants defensive coordinator, if he got the job, Pat Graham is under contract, but he's being pursued for DC and HC jobs elsewhere too. Him meaning defensive coordinator with the Steelers and head coach with the Vikings. The Ravens defense recently, they haven't been too good, but I think uh, Martindale's been with the team for a long time, uh, from my understanding. Uh, I, I want to find the exact uh, Highly years. respected guy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Here, I, I have uh, his resume. So he's been with the Ravens uh, since 2012. He was their linebackers coach from 2012 to 2017 and then 2018 to 2021. So, yeah, he's been part of like Ray Lewis time and, and things of that nature. Also a Super Bowl champion. So, yes, very respected. And he's he's worth a look. He's worth an interview. And I don't know much about him then. Like we, we have to do more research and kind of go into that. And I'm sure we will have more content about the – offensive coordinator, you know, offensive coordinator, whether it is Dorsey or if they bring in guys to the interviews, just like for defensive coordinators. But this team has a new head coach. They still have a new GM, Joe Shane, new GM. We knew that already. Brian Dable, new head coach. That's the big news. Alex, your final thoughts? Yeah, um, it's exciting. We'll see who he brings in in the next few days as his staff. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that. And then after that, we got the senior bowl. I'm really excited for that to start looking at these draft prospects. Hopefully we have, I think we will have all our coaches and stuff in place by then. And uh, then we'll, then it's pretty much all draft up until April, some free agency, even though we don't have much money, uh, some, you know, cutting cap stuff, but uh, it's getting exciting. And this is a huge draft for the New York giants. uh, And I'm, I'm excited about that, but it, this was also huge to get our right GM, get our right coach 
And let's hope he continues and Dable continues to put the right people in place underneath him. And who knows? Uh, Shane said his scouts are going to have their chance to shine and show what they can do in preparation for this draft. They could all, you know, he could also be looking at new scouts as well. So we'll have to wait and see. I just think it's happy. I th- I just think it's happy. I think it's a good situation. I'm happy uh, because I finally have a coach now that's offensive minded, who's adjusted to this 2022 NFL, right? And not 1980. What are you talking about? Right. Who's run, run, run. And that's not working right now in the NFL, as you could tell. Also, you know what's good? Hopefully Brian Dable knows how to use timeouts. Now, I don't know for sure. I don't have any experience with him as the head coach, but but hopefully he knows how to call timeouts. It's not that hard, but Joe Judge looked like, you know, he made it look like it was really hard to call timeouts correctly. And we might have a head coach, Alex, that, listen to this, that looks at analytics and sees, ooh, maybe we should go for it on fourth down. In some of the cases. You're nuts. Yeah. Instead of bringing on Riley Dixon or having Daniel Jones go out there for 10 seconds, and then we're going to run off and have our punting run off. Remember how how much we would make fun of that? Oh, I love that. I'm going to miss Joe Judge a bit. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to be happy that uh, Brian Dable, if he goes for a few fourth downs here and there, I'm going to be excited about that. For right now, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have a bunch of content on there from the last I keep on saying two weeks, but at this point, it might be a month. Uh, for the past month, we've been pumping out a bunch of content. But even before then, too, you can check out some stuff on there. Uh, Shipitstudios.com slash a giant take on there. It's all the places where you can listen and watch. Follow us on Twitter and TikTok at the giant take pod. And then on Instagram and Facebook, the giant take podcast. Alex on Twitter at anorin23. I'm on Twitter at joshola29. And with that, Alex, close us out. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode of the Giant Take Podcast. And we'll uh, see everyone next time, hopefully, with a few uh, coordinators and assistant coaches in place. Peace. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.